following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it because frustration sets in? Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live on the Double Wide Network. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Ah, yes. Good morning. It's time for Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network Saturday right here. And um, the gang is in the house, as they say. We're in the house. In the house. (laughs) Good morning, Dan. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, You got an interesting uh, inspection this week we'll talk about later. All right. It's the old, you know, home inspection turned crime scene. Oh, no. Not again. (laughs) It's amazing, you know. People probably don't even understand what that is, but we'll explain it to them later. How almost how things can just go bad. Think, yeah, things. <laughs> life happens, as they say, and I'll be nice about it. Good morning, Dooley. Us this morning, how are you, buddy? Doing excellent. How do I look? You know, you look great. Thank you. You know, great. You got you got. Uh, are you ready for spring? Well, we got all kinds of numbers on there. We got the cat hat. We got everything. Oh yeah, and one of my spring colors. This is like my my pastel blue. Yeah, but you don't match the building across the street. What's the problem? How could I pull that off? <laughs> I don't know. Wear your safety shirt. Wear your <laughs> safety shirt. Absolutely. All right, and it, we want to get started with a lot of different things to talk to you about today, and your source for home improvement right here on the Double Wide Network. A lot of great things coming down the pike here. Springtime, my God, it's almost St. Patrick's Day. You know, Dan, it's almost. You know, it seems like. Only yesterday we were talking about home holiday special, and then all of a sudden it's like three months so it must have gone by. And, and now it's time for green beer. And now beer. it's time for green, green beer. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> that's right. But don't mix your green beer with your home improvement because then you'll have to have me come out and straighten it out. Then no less, yeah, and whatever the emergency room bills were on top of that. Oh, my God, yes, that could definitely happen. But if you are interested in calling in and being part of today's conversation during the live show between 8 and 9 a.m. this morning, give us a call at 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. And we're going to be talking about your next remodel project. You know, one of the things that, Dan, and I know you see this all the time, is that homes are out there that homeowners decide that they're going to uh, – become uh you know a contractor they think they're they think they have the knowledge they think they know how they think they've seen enough uh projects on hgtv or diy network that oh i can do that you i mean can do that. Put, put a rail on a regular patio deck and have a gate that opens out so you can fall splat well, right down to the second first floor let's put it this way <laughs> if you want to have your project done and done done right you'll call somebody like image home improvement to come do it or if in your particular area around the country a qualified licensed bond and insured contractor because the last thing you want is your neighbor walking in and looking at your project and say no didn't say anything didn't say anything <laughs> and and duly let's try that one, one more, more time, time guys what did it one say time. okay it said you didn't build that that's better <laughs> i had the wrong button push no, you know technology is a wonderful thing when it works amazing it was worth the wait it was worth the wait <laughs> but no that's what happens because you know we've seen a lot of different projects go bad homeowners decide to do certain things and then on the other hand too is that they do things that they're really not supposed to do because they need. They require plans. They need to be approved by your city's municipality uh, department of developmental services or whatever they call it in your neck of the woods around the country. But here in Phoenix, that's what they call it. And you want to be able to get it done right and know that the person who actually did your drawings knows what he's talking about. And our guest today is Kevin Fulkerson from R38 Designs going to be with us. And we're going to be talking, Lord knows, you know, just in some of the projects that we're working on here in the Valley of the Sun, there are a lot of things that are keep changing and a lot of things that you need to keep up on. And uh, for those who are thinking of maybe, you know, bathroom remodels are one thing when you're not changing anything except upgrading 
you know, your shower, your cabinets and stuff like that. But when you start moving things around and creating new areas in areas that they weren't in before. Or holes in a roof that uh, don't have any flashing around designed to fail because oh. they forgot about that little thing called flashing. Flashing. That's right. That's right. Dan, but, I don't mean opening the trench coat. No, no. no. I was going to say, Dan, Dan wasn't out doing any home inspections this week doing the flashing thing. But anyway... Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all the good things that we talk about. If you want to see some of these projects that we talk about, um, some of the we're going to have a new uh, wave of homeowner horror stories coming your way on the website uh, probably sometime later next week. So uh, we want to make sure that we get that out there for you to check out. And obviously, we try and educate by showing the absurdity of the way that homeowners or and or Bad contractors are doing um, are doing things. And one thing I want to make sure I want to one thing I want to uh, let you know we are going to be working on. If you have been following uh, some different things on television, Dan, this is going to be a fabulous show for somebody like you and me or the average homeowner to watch because they can learn from this. Okay, make sure that you're around. Check your local listings tomorrow Sunday evening. I think it's 10 a.m. Eastern or 10 p.m. Eastern. That would be 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time because tomorrow is we go back. The other rest of the country goes back on daylight savings time. So there's a three-hour difference between Phoenix and the East Coast. But we don't change our stinking clocks. That's right. We never do. (laughs) So, you know, talk about Arizona always being in the news. Well, we never change our clocks. But the thing that I want to get to, there is a brand new show coming on Spike. It's called Catch the Contractor, and our our good friend uh, of Dave Pratt's, Adam Carolla, is host of that. And I didn't know this, but Adam is actually, he's got a uh, uh, history of contracting work during the course of his lifetime. So he's going to be able to go back, and what they're talking about, catching contractors, what's that about, Steve? Well, they're going to be going after and finding contractors that do, as our, our good friend, Bless his soul. Monty used to say from Keiko Roofing, shoddy work. Shoddy work. Shoddy work. And, it, and I got to go back and go after these guys who actually have come in and basically ripped off homeowners by doing bad work. Or just doing pretend work, going up there, making noise, and coming down and taking the check. That's good. Yeah, that's going to be good. And we're, gonna, we're working on getting, uh, getting our interview with Adam. So hopefully he'll be on in the next couple of weeks. We'll get him on air. And we'll be able to talk to him a little bit about the show and some of the these contractors that he's found um, and and what they're doing about it once he gets them. Because that'll be interesting to see what happens after he exposes them on television. And then um, maybe they get excommunicated or something. I don't know. Well, they should be uh, at least put in the public eye so people don't call them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just well, like some of the work I see. Let's get that man's name so we don't call him. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. All right, well, let's get started with the program today because we've got a lot to dis- lot to discuss and get out on the table. Kevin Fulkerson from R38 Design. Kevin, thanks for being back in the house. Good morning. How Thank you doing? Thank you for having me. What's, uh, what's new in your world in the uh, design architecture field? Because I know we talk about a lot of things keep changing. Oh, codes are changing every year, it seems like. Uh, most of the cities have upgraded to new codes, although throughout the valley you probably have four or five different versions of the codes that um, cities are working on. So it every project is going to be dependent upon what city you're in, what the requirements are, but um, what's coming is the new energy codes, and those are the manual JDNS, which sizes air conditioning. Um, energy codes are becoming very, very prevalent, so you're going to be required to have these reports on-site or to get your plans approved. And a lot of the HVAC contractors are not doing all three, so people are scrambling to try and find those reports. Um, and then structural codes have changed, that type of thing. Tell, let's talk a little bit about structural codes because that's some of the stuff that Dan and I usually run into a right. lot. Um, you know, we actually, you know, there was a, uh, well, the, the project that Kevin came out to, um, one of our projects yesterday that I was going through sh- showing him some of the things that they had done. And um, what was the first question I asked you? 
was it was it was it permitted? Yeah, it was it permitted? And, and you know, and I really couldn't. I, I couldn't you tell given you. Should me a call. But I, I could, could pull that. But up. I but I could have told you that by just looking at it, because that's what I said the first time I saw it, yeah. because it just didn't look like it was. It was a patio closing made into a Arizona room, and it just didn't look like it was done properly you can tell by the way they built the wall that it wasn't permitted because it wasn't code compliant but people do things and it it goes for years and years and years and they don't get caught so then what happens is somebody else buys that house and then it sells again and again and then the last homeowner wants to come in and do another addition and in most cases the city goes oh well you have something on here that wasn't permitted we've got to get that permitted and then it's a battle to see if you can without having to tear it all down and start over again so to me, it's important when you're buying that property that you have somebody do, you know, Dan's doing a home inspection. He goes through all the uh, the things that are working, not working, that type of things. And he'll, Dan will, a lot of times will <laughs> uncover an illegal addition. What I do is also go, go out and do what I call a property investigation. I'll check what's there, go check existing permits, try to match those up. And then if somebody's buying a home and they're thinking, well, we're going to add a room additional, we're going to add a bedroom, a living room. I will check and make sure they've got enough room to do that. Their lock coverage is correct, their setbacks, that type of thing. But so many people are going to spend several hundred thousand on a property, and they won't spend a little bit of money up front to find out what's wrong with it or or what they can't even do. And it's, you know, nothing against realtors. I have a lot of friends that are realtors, but a lot of times realtors do not know zoning. They don't know. You see a big backyard and go, oh, you can add plenty on here. Not necessarily necessarily. so. Not necessarily. I'll give you an example. In Maricopa County, you can have an acre and a quarter lot and think, man, I can do a lot with this. But you've got a lot coverage of 15%. Well, on an acre, that's roughly about 6,800 square feet. And I know guys that have built a 4,000-square-foot house, but when you add the garage and the patios and the front porch, you're now up around 5,500 square feet. And then they want to do a big RV garage, and they legally can't do it, and you can't get a variance on that. So it's important to check these things out before you even get to the building part. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Dan, you see a lot of this, too, with the uh, with some of the – you see the aftermath, obviously, because the structures are built. Yeah, and then I go in, and then I pull the build facts report that I do with every one of my inspections just because I want to make sure my client doesn't get bit at the table when they go to close – of, oh, we're sorry, the city wants a piece of this now. We have to back right. up the transaction and get permits and get everything done prior to close. And then <clears throat> the next domino is, did their rate that they're locked be able to handle that? Because, you know, interest rates fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And, and so so do the numbers now that I know that I can't get what I need out of this house. I don't want to pay that much for the house. You know, there's all sorts of things that start happening when things are not permitted and not put in right. Like an Arizona room I saw the other day, it was rotted from the front. Uh, it looked like, oh, remember that old paneling we used to put up in our oh, homes? Oh, yeah. The old, uh, that was on the outside and sticking side. into the pool gutter. It was on the yeah. outside. <laughs> the yes. interior paneling compress, was on the outside. The compressed junk was and stuck well, it's, into it's the... It's a siding, but it's, it's the old press where they, it's called old mill. It's basically it's a fiber board, yeah. and it's, it's just like... Uh, a particle board is what it yeah, is. It's a sponge with a paper overlay, <laughs> but the bottom will wick up water, especially if it doesn't have the proper ground clearance. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you know, it just got uglier from there on onto the interior, and uh, that and you just get mold growth. Yeah, it was and, funky. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that four letter M word. Yeah, yep. There you go. All right. Before we get into any other four letter M words, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Kevin from R thirty eight Design a little more about some of the interior and exterior projects that you would may want to do on your home that you definitely need some plans for and if you don't know which kind you do need plans for you need to stay tuned we'll be right back Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. <laughs> right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games, and everyone watches TV in there. 
I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Imagehomeimprovement.com. Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. If you've been thinking about replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have the solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies, recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. They have two convenient valley locations, 43rd Avenue in Camelback in Phoenix and Alma School in Broadway in Mesa, 480-668-0566. Or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we're excited, and Homer's excited, too. It's Saturday right here on the Double White Network, and it's it's what we live for. We live for the weekends. We live for the time to get all that great home improvement information, and you are tuned in right here, Image Home Improvement Live, on the Double White Network. Make sure, Lord knows, if you just a new visitor to the Double White Network and you haven't downloaded your Double White Network app, make sure you go to your Google Play uh, and download the app so that you can listen to us basically anywhere in the world. I mean, Dan, how cool is that? Yeah, it's free. You can't get away from us. <laughs> We're there all the time. But it's free. But And it's it's free. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right, as our good friends from Raw, I'd say. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things you want. It, it's so cool. Digital is the way to go. I mean, you'll – Dan, you know, I heard this week that – in in less than five years, every car made in America will have internet access for radio in their car. A lot so, of them since '09 plus I have, I have mean, had had at least satellite. You know, so, and then satellite does a crossover to the internet. You know, and it's just amazing. And our and our illustrious founder, and as I like to say, uh, the radio legend of Phoenix, Dave Pratt, had the vision, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're because we want to be on the cutting edge. Not only of uh, home improvement, but also home improvement radio on the internet, on the Double White Network. So make sure if you haven't downloaded your app, Lord knows, shame on you. Go do it right now while you're listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go you're listening on your PC or your laptop. Go download it to your phone right away. So in case you know your mother calls and you don't want to miss the show, just take it with you. That's it. That's it. You're, we're, we're, we're mobile, as they say. Anyway, we're here today with Kevin Fulkerson from R38 Design, and we're talking to Kevin a little bit about some of the things that you that require plans. I mean, a lot of times people go out and they see something, and you know they may sketch something out on paper, and they just, hey, let's go down to the big box store and get some lumber and some drywall, and we'll go do this, this. Hey, you know? even the guy on the treehouse show has to design what he does before he builds a treehouse. You can't yeah. just throw lumber get, at it. They have to get permits for those. Yeah, two. the only yeah. well, I, I should hope so. Yeah, I, I yeah. should have hope so. Have you seen that treehouse show? I, I've seen part of it. it I haven't grows watched on the you. full show. It, you're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny. The only thing he can't you get a, the only thing he can't get a permit for is the tree. That's he right. Get a permit for what he adds on to the tree. That's right. That's amazing. That's amazing. But talking about that, it's something as you know, when you think about it. Is it's something that you don't want to have fall apart. Obviously, you're out there in the yard. You want to be able to. You're building. You're structurally building something that's supposed to hold weight. What think about? Think of some of the buildings that you've seen on television. Where what was that one we saw? I think it was about a week ago. Where they had this um, wedding party. I think out on a patio at this um, apartment complex, and then all of a sudden. You watch the video because they had a video shooting down on it, and the whole deck and all these people, it just collapsed yeah. under the weight. Mm. And you'd think, oh, my God, what was wrong with that? I mean, some, one of the somebody, somebody's going to pay for that. Old design in there, I mean, they're supposed to be designed for heavier loads, balconies are, but they're usually not. Now, you're talking about permits. 
Most people don't realize if you change out an electrical circuit, let's say you've got the old house with the single range oven combo unit and you want to do a split system where you've got oven and range separate, that requires a minor electrical permit to run a new That's circuit. Right. <clears throat> minor plumbing, you just want to move your bathroom around. That's supposed to have a permit, a minor plumbing permit. But so many times you see people, well, my back patio is already covered. I don't need a permit to close that in. And, and, and they do... You always need a permit when you change the use of a space from, say, patio to livable space or patio to closed in. And one of the biggest ones I get is uh, people want to put a garage door on that carport. Well, oh, yeah. every city is a little different in that. The Some cities you have a minimum size on a garage, and some carports don't meet that if you try to close it to a garage, and you, by code, can't do that. Then there's other cities where they want to close it in, and there's a detail I have where you don't have to put in footings because essentially you've got non-bearing walls when you're putting the walls up because it's covered by the beams that are already there. And there's a detail that raises the plate up off the ground. But, for instance, in Glendale and in Tempe, on, on garages in Tempe, you cannot, uh, only on a garage, on, on a patio cover I can use that detail, but on a garage they make you cut in a footing for the garage, and, and it it just every city's a little different in their requirements and what you can and can't do. So it's, and then also we've I've had some where uh, people want to close that garage into livable space. Some cities you're fine, depending upon when the house was built, the zoning was it built in a time where parking was not required. What's considered off street parking, which is not in front of your garage, you're in usually in the setback space. That's not considered legal parking. And people don't realize this, so they want to close it in, or they do close it in, and then they get caught, and they find out you can't legally park in front of your garage. So you've either got to be able to get on the side of the house, and if you can't do that, you're tearing that thing out and putting it back to a garage. So, um, What's, what's their logic? Like I don't understand. What's their logic? Why, if they close it in, why can't they park in front of it, but yet they could park on the side of it? The way zoning reads, your parking has to be out of your front setback. So uh-huh. your front setback is you're right away on your street. Let's say it's average street's 25 on, a, on average, not feeder street, that type of thing. So you go from center line of street is a, an approximate way to measure. You've got a right of way. That doesn't mean the street's always in the center of the right of way, though. But let's say it is. So you go from center line of street, 25 foot out. That's your property line. It usually will be somewhere in the range of if you had a sidewalk, the back of the sidewalk, Approximately. That's not always a given, though. Yeah, sometimes plus or minus three feet from right. the curb. So you, you get that point. And then front setbacks vary from everywhere from on a garage from 10 foot to 25, 30 feet, depending on your zoning, depending on the city. So that now, distance now, from property line to your front building setback yeah. is, is your front yard. You're not allowed in, in almost any city to park in your front yard. And, and even though that's depends on what stuff, part of town you're sure in. Gila Bend. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody's ever going to get a ticket for it. You, you know, you're, they're not ever going to get you. But if you want to close that garage in to where it's not a garage anymore, you have to provide what's considered out of the front setback parking, which could be on the side. Some places, if you have an alley in the rear, you can enter through there and provide parking. And that parking has to be graveled or paved. So on the side. If you've got 10 foot on the side of your house, that, that will suffice for parking. You gravel it. You show them that's where we're going to do it. You never have to park there, but you have to be able to provide it, and, and that's what most cities require. Really? And see, that's the one thing is some of the terms that people get confused with real quick is what's the setback on my house? And that is to the actual functioning front wall front or wall, front right. of your house. Not the opening, not, right. not the sidewalk that walks up to the house, the actual front wall of the farthest front, the farther, furthest towards the street wall right. of yeah. the house. And, and that's I, your setback limit. In some state, you know, in some areas, that's it. You can't bring a second, you know, where the garage was up past that. Well, see, and this and is what people don't understand. You can't go past that setback. Yeah, and we've, we've spoken to a lot of different homeowners where they wanted to add a garage or close one in, like you say, a carport, because the carports actually, most homes with carports, at least here in the Phoenix area, are not long enough to accommodate your standard average right. car. Not to mention, you, most of them, you can't put an eight-foot garage door in because the header going across that holds the roof of the house up, it, it can only allot for 
a, a seven-foot seven, there, seven-foot seven door. door. So, I mean, you can get – as long as you have a smaller vehicle, you might be able to get away with it. But I mean, most times – won't get it, huh? Most, I mean, we've all seen how a homeowner or a bad contractor has gone out and decided to bump out – the front of the house because he needed a couple of more feet on the inside because the car was too long for the garage. And once you got it in, it was it was probably like Ed's garage, Dan. You know where the car goes in and it's cocooned around with stuff. There's no, would be no other room to get it to get out. The other one I love is so they can have a garage door opener work. They had to come down below that bearing beam. Yes, and that's the height of your garage door, which is down below where it needs to. You, know, you can't even unless you have a Volkswagen or something smaller. You yeah, can't get yeah, through see, that door. This is why. This is why. This is why we have Tom from they a Better Look Garage Door as one of our sponsors. Yeah. If you need anything in the way of garage doors. Tom is your guy. But no, don't notch out that big beam. Oh, yeah. yeah you, don't want to <laughs> you know, Steve, a lot of cities now have gone to an, an allowance where you can encroach five foot into the front setback um, for less than 50% of the width of the house for that reason where carports typically are not long enough to put in a door and you can actually come out five feet. And, and so there is an allowance in some cities. That's not every city. But then there's another thing where the parking on the side that I talked about, if your zoning allows you to have uncovered parking, you have a parking space that doesn't have to have a roof on it, then you can park on the side. But let's take Phoenix, for example, newer subdivisions. They are, there's a requirement in the subdivision uh, development standards when it was done that you have to have off-street covered parking. So let's say you want to close in that garage and you have two spaces, you now have to provide two covered spaces. Well, that 10-foot on the side, you could get a car in there, but you can't legally build out, usually up to within three feet, and so now you can go out seven feet for your carport, not enough room to get a car in. So you're locked, and I've had people actually killed projects because they couldn't do based on the zoning and city requirements. Oh, I don't know about that. I go to the inspections all the time and, and see that see all the way out to the black yeah. wall, and they've actually used black block from fence to go on up, and then they just put a roof out on her, and she's good to go. That's, that, that's an easy one for you because now you can just check that box, illegal addition. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> illegal addition. And then the water all runs off on to their, onto the neighbor's house, who's done the same thing. So it gets their wall wet, and then, oh, it's... The Hatfields and McCoys with walls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta remember. And you gotta remember. You know. You know. I, as I kid everybody. You know. We see so many different homeowners every every week in the course of our remodeling and repair, image home improvement business. And it's it's amazing where you could turn around and you look at the you look at the customer and you just you the you creativity want to say, is you unending. Want to say, <laughs> creativity and is always. I mean, Lord knows, you know. Way back in the day when I first started Image Home Improvement Live back in 2005, God, it seems like eons ago, uh, but we've been doing radio ever <laughs> since then and television, and it was just, it's just like, we it, back then, we were only doing it twice twice a month, like every other week, and then the, the other, the off weeks we were doing, you know, Sonoran Living DIY stuff, but for as far as the radio goes, when we started doing every week, Home Improvement Radio, it's just like, my God, will I ever have enough material, material to be able to talk about <laughs> oh, radio every week? And I have to tell you, no, we could we could be talking about radio for 10 hours. We ought to do a marathon duly. Let's, let's talk to David. Let's do a Saturday marathon on talking about <laughs> home improvement. What do you think? Like 26 miles of no, talking about it? Yeah, 26 <laughs> miles. Yeah, but you better make, bring your coffee, bring your bedding. We'll start at 6 a.m. We'll, 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 we'll have a filibuster we'll, on we'll, bad building. We'll, we'll ease into it. We'll do like 12 hours to start. I can't with. even handle 8 a.m., guys. I don't know <laughs> what you want out of me here. But we'll have a filibuster on bad bad work. Oh, my God. You know, that's one thing. But hey, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about, you know, from, from with Adam Carolla when we get to him, for sure. Absolutely. But uh, when you're talking about th- these different things, we've talked about stuff on the outside, carports, room additions, and stuff like that, whether or not you can do it. But right after the break, we're going to get talking about some of the interior permitting that you need done. Maybe you're doing a kitchen and bathroom remodel. You're going to need plans, so you better stay tuned. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. Well, the- 
Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Are you planning a home improvement project? Would you like to find a way to save thousands of dollars on the items for that project? Let me introduce you to Direct Buy in Scottsdale. See hundreds of samples from furniture, flooring, electronics, and appliances, and all the hottest products from your favorite brands. When you attend, you will receive a free seven-night resort beach vacation, plus a chance to win a $25,000 home makeover or $25,000 in cash. Call today, 480-999-1140. That's 480-999-1140. And tell them you heard about them on Image Home Improvement Live. Remember, your perfect remodel starts with Image Home Improvement and Direct Buy. Hiding behind the drywall. Yes, you were. I'm glad social services didn't see this. Yes, I am. <coughs> oh, you coughed up some drywall. I cough like that when I'm in the <laughs> attic and I have too much insulation around me. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network. And we are talking with Kevin Fulkerson from R38 Design about what needs to be. Pl- actually have plans drawn for and what you can't. And there are a lot of different things that people probably just don't know about. And, you know, I had, I remember a customer once who actually had a, uh, a uh, patio that was added. Actually it was a, a patio that had a, a, they put a deck underneath, they built it and it was, it's been there for a while. You could tell it was aged and he went to sell a home. And then all of a sudden the, um, they got on his case because they told him you either have to get it permitted or you have to take it down. And he wound up, I mean, obviously at that point, you want to get out of the house, you want to make the sale. So guess what he did? Took it down. Demo. Uh, Took mean, it down. Kind of like that was the inspection it. I did this week where they'd done two aftermarket doors out to the old patio deck. And it was 24 plus on center support for this this. A roof. This was, was a not a walking deck. deck. Yeah, it wasn't a walking yeah. deck. It was not a walking deck, but they had put up this flappy rail that had the nice gate. You know, you know all those small ones with the gate that flies open? It flies open? Yeah, just, you know, on the second floor, it just goes boing like yeah, that. You walk okay. up to it because it wouldn't match very well. It just goes right. twing. Here, yeah. fall off the roof. <laughs> Plus, you know, it, 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 it was, that was. I just looked at that and was like, that's just not right. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> if you have a, any question whether or not you're going to plan on doing a remodel in your home and you'd like to, you know, pick Kevin's brain or pick our brain, our brain's been picked all, all for years. I don't know if there's anything left, but you can give us a call during the live show, 480-421-0640. And uh, we could talk about your plans and your remodel, but let's talk a little bit about in interior because there are a lot of things that uh, Kevin had br- briefly brought up something earlier in uh, the show talking about some electrical changes, but there are a lot of plumbing changes. If you're going to expand your kitchen and get a whole new design, there's a lot of new things that you need to, to think about. Well, there's, there's a ton, Stephen. One of the things we talk about is permits in general and one of the things that I appreciate about you is you don't go out and tell people you can't do this, you can't do that. You'll say, you know what, let me check, let me find out. And you and I talk quite a bit. Sometimes even you're on the job site and call me. But I get so many people that say, well, my contract just said I can't do this or I can't do that. And it really amazes me how when I go out there and I talk to them, and at big ones, let's say you're gonna, you got one of these older houses that has a small bedrooms, especially the master. You want to make your master bigger, you want to add a master bath, a bigger bathroom. And invariably, we're going to blow out the back wall of the master bedroom. And the contractor will say, oh, well, you're going to have to put in a beam and you'll have this drop down. You won't have a level ceiling all the way through. And my first question when I get in front of a homeowner and say, well, did he tell you why? And they'll go, no. And I said, so what if I told you you could have a flat ceiling? 
and, and, and they're overjoyed because their contractor didn't know enough to, I mean, we talked yeah. about using girder trusses and that type of thing. Very simple to do. Actually less expensive than putting in a beam, but they don't get told that. They, they get told you can't. I had a lady the other day, wanted to blow out the back wall of the house through the bedroom, the kitchen, and, and the whole living area. And I, and I said, okay. And she goes, well, I had a contractor said, you can't do it because it's a bearing wall. And I said, really? Did you ask him why? She goes, well, he just said, I can't do it. Plus, it's a heavy wall. It'd take two weeks to get it out. I said, really? I said, so if I told you you could do it and it could be out in less than half a day because with the dem- right demo crew, it's out of there, would that make you happy? Well, she was. And it, it let her know I can do the project that I want. She didn't end up buying the house because it was going to cost her more than she originally thought. She was getting some bad numbers from people, which is another thing I don't like is, you know, you know to add – so you're just get a 12 by 12 addition, 150 square feet onto the back of a house to make a nice big master bedroom. Let's even forget the bathroom. So you got 150 square feet, and somebody says, oh, I can do that for five or 6000 That's my first key is you're, you're not even close. You know, I, if you average your cost at around 100 bucks a square foot for livable space, it might come in less. It could come in more, and you know how prices vary. But that's my first key is when you get a real low bid, then my next question is, is the guy licensed? And yeah. you know how many times they'll yeah. tell me, well, I, I think so. They don't check on that. So permitting in general is not a contractor's forte unless they have somebody in-house or unless they've worked in the design industry. My background is construction. I spent 30 years in – well, I have now 30 years in construction, commercial, industrial, residential. So having that background has greatly helped me, and I ask questions. I go down to the city. Can we do this? Can we do that? Why can't you do this? And And – you know, the, the realm of possibility is, is huge if you ask the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what's key. I mean, you know, as you know, I always want to ask people uh, what they what their ultimate dream is. What are they what's their vision? And that's one of the things that you need to do if you're going to start doing a remodeling project, especially on the interior. The best thing to do is draw your dream. That's what you want to do. You want to draw your dream out so that this way you have a vision of what it looks like. As well as, you know, it may sound corny with the, with the Internet out there, but you need something hard that you can make a file and, and actually print out different pictures of different right. scenarios that you see on the Internet on different projects that resemble part of that dream. Part of your dream. Put your dreams together. Get them printed out do so you can see it. Right. Get a Put dream file. Right. And the other thing is, is if you walk into one of these home shows and a guy stands there and says, I can give you that number, boom, right here standing, and we can make right. that work, red flags should go up if you're right. at one of these things that they, you know, they have people walk by and get quoted right there on the spot for the entire project. Yeah. That's you have a to big see, red flag. You, you right? have to see it. I mean, you know, we. I mean, he hasn't even, doesn't even know whether. The square footage, like like we've been saying, square footage will allow it. Whether he can get permitted for it, and all this other stuff, he's just, you know, he's just taking it as much as he can. Yeah. Now we know approximately what what certain different types of remodels run in general. Right. So if somebody says, "I want a, my kitchen area," you know, is I don't know seventy five square feet uh, of kitchen. What's it going to cost to remodel it, you know, with some of the basic upgrades and appliances and countertops and cabinets and stuff? We know exactly roughly what that would be. So this way, we want to actually ascertain if the customer is actually understands exactly what it's going to cost to actually do that. Not that it's going to cost them $50,000 to do a kitchen remodel and, you know, he, he only thinks he's going to get it done for twenty. Well, there's a big dis- disconnect there, you know. That's why we have to pre-qualify the customers to make sure that we're both the contractor and the customer are on the same page. So when we start talking about numbers and different phases of the project, the numbers don't overwhelm the customer. And then, you know, they have... And then you run into a glitch, like uh, you open up the cabinet and find out behind you've got so much mold, you have actual full-size mushrooms. Mushrooms. Mushrooms oh, and nasty. looks like little snail type things in there. That's nasty. A whole shelf full of that just yeah. growing and smelling like poo. That's, that's I mean, nasty. that's not a good thing. That's well, not know, another thing, Steve, that people do is they watch these shows on TV, the fix and flip shows and, uh, you know, uh, kitchen crashers and all this stuff. And what they don't realize is a lot of the people on that show, and, and you, you've experienced this yourself because you do this, they're giving huge discounts to be on TV. 
a lot of those shows have sponsors. So these people are getting a kitchen, and they're saying, oh, my new brand-new kitchen only costs 20000 And you know it's a $50,000 kitchen for you to do it, but they're getting such huge discounts. Now, if somebody has the ability and they can contract their own stuff themselves, they can save huge amounts of money. I'm all for that. But most people don't have the skills and the time to do that. I also watch these fix and flip shows, and I see the way some of these guys treat their subcontractors. And I'll oh. tell you what, if it was me as a subcontractor, I would, probably wouldn't be there in the first place. I'd probably shoot the guy because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I see him do stuff that requires a permit that they don't get permits. Um, a couple of them have actually shown they've gotten shut down, on t- and they, they've been real about it. Hey, you know, I had to have a permit. Some of them are nice guys. Some of them are just plain jerks. But then they, people go to the seminars. There's been a couple floating around here. I can show you how to make money overnight and fix and flips. Number one, finding the proper – I work for some fix and flip guys locally, and they do things the right way. They've got good crews. They don't beat them up, but these crews get repeat work so they get a better deal. But right. I, I see these guys come into town, and they do a weekend course, and all of a sudden they're a fix and flip person. And I get a call, and I had one recently, and the girl run the job, nice lady, for the investor, she didn't know what she was doing at all. In an old house, how many times see people go in and they tear out the <laughs> ceiling? Oh, we can vault up against the drywall on these old stick frame roofs. They're not designed oh. for that. You have to have a structural engineer come in and recalc the rafters to make sure, and the city will make you do that if you get a permit. But they were tearing out interior walls. We had one over on cells, I think, a couple years ago. Where, remember they wanted to open up that kitchen wall? Yeah, yeah. We looked up in the, in the, from the carport up into the uh, attic. And on those older stick frame houses, there are vertical members coming down from the ridge board down to the interior wall running through the middle of the house. The AC guys had been up in there. To get their new unit up there, they took one of those out. I call them cripples. And they never put it back. Oh, so the right king there, post. They took out the king post? Yeah. yeah they took yeah. It. And, and did so, they cut out the collar ties to crawl on them? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't remember on the collar ties, but I know the king post was out. Yeah. But, but they now have compromised the integrity of that roof. And then these people wanted to remove a section wall, which would have taken out another one. So we, to do that, I think, if I remember right, we put in a beam yeah. up there. That's typically how you have to do it. Well, most people don't realize now you've got a beam with posts on the end. Typically requires footings. Although that gripple wall, that, that wall run down the center usually has a footing. We were able to put it in without footings because there was a footing on the outside wall and a footing on the interior wall, so we just had to add the beam. But that all requires a permit. And then again, I get the same thing. Oh, well, we can take this wall out, but you're going to have that beam drop down because nobody thinks about raising that beam up, hanging the ceiling joist off of it with hangers, and you've got a level ceiling all the way yeah. through. It's just guys that don't know what they're doing and don't think, you know what, let me find out for you. I, I would respect a guy more if he says, you know what, I'm not sure, but I know somebody that does know. Can I have them come out and look? I, how much do yeah. I charge you to come out and look at a project? Just lunch. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a lot of lunches, dude. Cause then, yeah, I, I'll go out and look at a project with a contractor and say, look, here's what I think you can and can do. I've even gone down to the city. I've checked codes and stuff and not charged a dime for that. Because I know if I do a good job, that guy's going to use me when he has drawings. Exactly. For a exactly. homeowner, I do a property inspection. There is a small charge, but if you're, Dan can attest, if you're going to save thousands on a house by getting a home inspection and a property investigation, and you spent a few hundred dollars to do that, and you found out it wasn't your dream house, how much is that worth to you in it's peace priceless. of mind and stuff? It's it priceless. Is. So, and as a realtor, I tell realtors. You are more educated when you have somebody come in that will pick this place apart and tell you everything that they see that's really wrong with it. Cosmetic stuff, Dan knows you can fix stuff like yeah, that. That's yeah. easy, and I tell people that. But if they pick the major things, as a realtor, I would use a realtor who shows me 10 houses that we picked apart and we finally found the one as opposed to one and building it up and, oh, this is great, and it won't cost them less to do this, and basically lying to me. Yeah, really. You're trying to schmooze it over. Those they call it was puffing. Yeah, and, and realtors don't like home inspectors typically because they'll pick things apart. They don't like well, me. I'm, you're spending how many hundreds of thousands of dollars? The deal I, I mean, Dan, That's it. Had a I'm the Dan. deal killer. Yeah, he's gone in. And Dan's report, it's like a book. It's like almost like a Bible. It is. Reading. It is. But it tells you everything that's there so you can make an intelligent decision. It doesn't mean the house is a bad house. No. It's just here's what you can yeah. expect. I mean, you know, like they always say, and in all fairness to Dan, you know, I tell him this all the time. <laughs> It, you know, he's only the messenger. That's Don't right. shoot 
the message. Yeah. The, the house commits suicide right in front of my eyes. <laughs> All this stuff, it's just not right. It's just because it's there I, and somebody else can puff around here, it. I'm going to commit suicide if I don't uh, go to break here. So we're on the other side. Coffee break. We're, we're going to be talking to Dan a little bit about We want to talk. We want to hear from Dan about that home inspection on crime scene. So don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the the only Double Wide Network. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room. And with the way property values keep going... Who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. (laughs) Right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Image Home Improvement. Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. You know, a homeowner with tools can be a dangerous thing. Well, a dog owner with grooming shears can also be a dangerous thing. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I can tell you from experience that it takes skill and patience to groom your dog properly. The Karma Connection is a full-service mobile dog grooming company. The professionals at the Karma Connection come to you. Yes, they come to you. You'll love the convenience and your dog will love the personal attention. You ask, what does karma stand for? Why it stands for clip and rinse makes adorable, of course. So call 623-869-0006 and schedule an appointment or visit their website at www.karmaconnection.com. And that's C-A-R-M-A connection.com. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network, and we're talking with Kevin Fulkelson from R38 Design, and we've got a lot more to talk about, and what's it? We've got a long way to go and a little time to get there. That's exactly what we got to do, guys. So let's get back to it right away. Dan, let's talk a little bit about your crime scene uh, for home inspection. Home inspection. Yeah, what happened with that? Okay, I walk into the place. I have the affiliate lockbox key. I go in. I start getting set up. My client comes in right behind me, and she says, Oh, my God, where are the brand-new stainless steel appliances? Oh, my God, where's this? Where's that? And I'm going... What appliances? Okay. <laughs> what appliances? Yeah, really. There ain't no stinking appliances here. <laughs> and so we have to call Phoenix Finest over to start doing that. That slows down the inspection process. But in the areas that I could get to, this house was had so many other areas that have just originally been done, been wrong, been done wrong. The both furnace flows for the flues for the gas furnaces were off center, so they were pumping carbon monoxide into the attic and back down into the house. Did they have fresh air venting? Were they so old they didn't? No, have fresh they, air no, they they were the chases that go right back up to the attic where the carbon monoxide is being yeah, pumped which isn't into. Legal anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it was, you know, it was like, oh my God, where is the CO detector? Okay, folks, if you've got a furnace. Or a gas fireplace, get a CO detector. They're not that expensive. It's code Please. Exactly. Because you know, how many times do you hear that, that people died in the house from a CO2 the, overdose? Or they kept feeling sick all the time. Yeah. You know what's oh. required even if you don't have gas in your house now? Really? Yep. That's yep. interesting. It's wow. required CO detectors because you could put in gas someday. Oh, okay. That, so, that, that kind of makes sense. Well, it, yeah, kind of is. <laughs> <Exactly right. laughs> but the other thing is, if you've got a garage attached to the house. Well, there you go. So that that's that, that's it. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah, that's a big one. And the other thing is uh, on the crime scene is they had popped the window there at the kitchen, broke the glass, of course. 
there's another write-up, broken glass at the window, and right. they completely messed that frame up to where that's a 100% change-out for that window. Wow. And then they went in. They did a nice job of taking out the appliances. They actually unscrewed it. They just didn't rip out. They actually nicely unscrewed and un- unclamped the dishwasher, the stove, and the microwave. Well, at vent. least they were neat thieves. Yes, they were. <laughs> And I'm surprised they didn't mop the floor before they left. You know, well, yeah, well they should have left. They should have taken. They should have. Then they would have taken those hand truck marks off the tile. That well, they yeah, left that, on the that way was, out. Yeah. yeah, that was the only giveaway. Plus one clip uh, from the, the uh, dishwasher was laying in the garage where they had backed their truck all the way up into the garage. Mm. You could tell the tire track. It was interesting. Well, you see, probably, and then they butchered the uh, you, the garage door opener. It was shot. Because they'd butchered it because they had to get in, and there was a lock on the door, so they had to pop that lock to roll up the door to back in the truck. So it was an interesting uh, morning come afternoon. Amazing. And uh, it was just, you know, these this, this couple, they have a lot of stamina to put up with all these things I found, plus what had happened. They're still on track to buy. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's a, that is one you, you, strong. You pair. should make sure you make a recommendation. Make sure they call me. We'll get a security oh, they, system. Yeah. Put they in. may be listening. We need as a security system. They Absolutely. May, yeah, they may be listening as we speak. Absolutely. <laughs> and and, and it, once the home's occupied, it's probably safe. These guys drive around looking for yeah. stuff being fixed up. And they keep watching, and they know when it gets close to the end, there's stuff in there they can take. So. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, I, I went right outside to make sure the compressors were still there. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> That's they the next thing that goes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Kevin, Let's tell talk. us a little bit about you know a grandfathering. Yeah, grandfathering is, is a misnomer in that if a project was done down the road or, you know, years ago, a lot of people think, well, we bought it that way. doesn't matter. You've just now inherited if there is a problem. A couple of things come into play. Let's say it was built in the county and annexed into the city. Then the buildings that are on there when it was annexed in are considered, they may be legal, non-conforming, and as long as you don't mess with them, they're okay. If you go to touch them, to do anything to them, uh, say, say it's a detached garage or shop built in the wrong area, as long as you don't try to add to it or do anything, it, it will be allowed to remain. The other thing is interior projects, um, somebody's done it, closed in that patio or whatever. Well, that's the way it was when we bought it. But you go in to get a building permit, a lot of cities will make you bring that illegal addition up to code. With the exception of um, the city of Phoenix and Maricopa County this last year or two that I know of have started a program to where if it's over, I think it's 10 years, no, pre-19, there's a date on it. If something was done on the house that was illegal and you're not touching that area, so let's say you're going to do a bedroom addition on the other side, the, the carport was closed into living or garage or something like that, they will not make you permit that as long as you don't mess with it. So what they'll do is, let's say you're, that there's a garage that was a carport, you don't have to go get a permit for a garage. It's not legally a garage, but they won't make you go get a permit for that. So now then, you can go do your bedroom addition. You still can't legally advertise it as a, as a house with a garage, that type. Of, it's a house with a carport. Um, so when you see those listings, just because it says a certain amount, of, you know, the listing might say 2,500 square feet, but if you go to Maricopa County, their website, it may say 1,800. You know something's been added without a permit. And especially if that bedroom that's been added on that used to be a carport slash garage now interior home has a water heater in it, well, and also, if that there's bedroom's a in, the, there. in the middle of a house and there's no exit window, there's no egress window, that's another one. I've yeah. seen that the inside there's something, they've divided a room and they yeah. put it in a bedroom, but there's no egress. You cannot leave a house from a bedroom uh, if there's a fire through a hallway. You have to be able to go out a window, and, and I see that all the time. There's only one exception to that that I know of. City of Phoenix, if you have an old historic house and it's got those old casement windows that don't work or, or the single hungs, those old wood with the weights and stuff, and, and they're, they've been painted shut for years, and they don't work, they'll make you abate the lead paint and do all that, but you're not required to have that window to be working for egress in a historic home. They override that, which is amazing to me because egress is a federal law now. Wow. It, it, it's just amazing. Another quick one, City of Scottsdale, and others are, are coming to this. In the City of Scottsdale, if you do an addition, they have a worksheet for fire sprinklers. If that, by that worksheet, 
the valuations, your addition is a certain size or bigger, they'll make you fire sprinklers the whole house. So oh, it, because you went to a square footage limitation? It's or a square is it- footage. It's based on square footage. So if you take the value of the existing house and they have values for the, the livable, the, the garage, the covered patio, and you add that number down, you take 25% of that existing value. Then your addition at 100%, if that's over, which doesn't take much to get over that, you're sprinkling the whole house. Oh, and, man. And contractors oh. don't, most people don't know that, and they won't tell them because they no. don't know. And so these people get into this, they pay the contractor money, they get a hold of me on drawings and said, oh, you're going to have to fire sprinklers. And, and that's a pretty big shock because that's a six dollars to $10,000. Or bill. it's got the old Omega or Star sprinklers. That have to have the heads oh, all the heads worked all out. have to be redone. Which, but that's yeah. a lot cheaper than that whole sprinkler system. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And I, then there's another thing that I see it drives me crazy about water heaters is oh, like yeah. the one I did. Number one, it didn't have fresh air vents, high low vents in the garage. Number two, it had five ninety degree uh, connectors on the TPR line. On if you've ever watched <laughs> MythBusters, it's going up and out. <laughs> <laughs> As we say, it went through the roof. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It, well, it's funny when you see it take off like a rocket. And when it's you somebody think else's it, problem, Yeah, when right? somebody else's problem. But or you, you see it skidding down the down the down down to the corner <laughs> like well, we and, had. And I used to have demonstrations when I first started doing home inspections. There's videos of they've done showing how it can level a house. Yeah. That, that thing can literally blow a house apart. There's yeah, we had fun in the Air Force. We blew a few up just because. Oh, yeah, it, those things build up so much <laughs> pressure. And people just don't realize that. You can have a gas water heater in the middle of the house if it's done properly. But the key is done properly. Is the flue vented properly? Is there fresh yeah. air? Is and, the and, fresh air yeah. feed not sucking carbon monoxide oh, yeah. back down in the house and refeeding? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like everything else. You never know what's sealed up in a wall. You never know what you're going to find. You're talking about CO2 and stuff. You know, we opened up, uh, and Kevin and I are working on a project with a client over in Mesa. We're taking out the entertainment center yeah, and the flu. fireplace, and we're going to flatten out part of the wall. I open up the wall up, and there's the flue for the fireplace it, where it had come apart, and now it's staggered. So part of it, part of the, the smoke is going up through where it's supposed to go. You know what the rest jump of it's, over? The rest, no, and the rest <laughs> of it's, it's just venting into the cavity between the, inside yeah. the wall. So, you mean, you know, you oh, could put your meat there and you, smoke it. You, you could easily get, think about this, it's Dan, you said so, <laughs> carbon monoxide, you could seep through wherever it well, finds it a hole, right a and you can get sick. There's a yeah. bedroom right up there, and exactly. the flu goes right next to that bedroom wall. And yeah. this is what the other people, do, what people don't get about garages that have second floor bedrooms over the garage. You've got to have that high low vent because you have a living space above it. You have to fresh air that garage to keep the people in the chamber sleeping above safe. Please think exactly twice. Right. That's exactly right. I'm sorry. I get so... <laughs> it drives me crazy. That Dooley, watch out. He's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kevin, anyone who is in the sound of our voice here in the uh, Metropolitan, Marico- basically Maricopa County, how can they contact you? Well, first of all, Steve, they go to your website. They can call you or they can get a hold of me at 602-695-5324. Right, and you can always email us at the show at steve yep. at com. If you're thinking of doing a remodel project and you don't know which way to turn it, obviously, you know, we've covered a, just a small amount of material today on things that could happen, things that you need to get permits for. If you have any question at all, by all means, you know, as we said earlier in the show, the information is free, so, <laughs> don't, so don't worry about that, and we'll help you get through it. And again... If you're going to be doing a, a, a major remodel addition or anything else to your home, as I always say, you know, so it doesn't, you know, we deal with this stuff all the time in the course of remodeling. And it's, it's the homeowner that I'm concerned about because that's something that they're not used to. So we always tell them to focus in sections as we go through the remodeling project or do the different areas of the house so that this way it doesn't mm-hmm. overwhelm them. Because it's easy. If you're going to add, you know, like several hundred square feet onto your house – like the one that Kevin and I are working on in right. different places, it could be could be very overwhelming. So you want to make sure that you know we actually help you get through it as well, as, not through just the construction project, but also the mentally the mental part of the project. So That's this right. way, you know, you don't like lose it, mm-hmm. as they say. That's right. That's right. 
take it in small pieces and then get to get the big picture designed for you and then you know let them take you through the small steps to finish. That's all right. Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yes, you, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Kevin will always be with us, uh, and also he'll be back to help you with your remodel in the very near future. And make sure you check us out at imagehomeimprovementshow.com, doublewidenetwork.com. If you missed any part of this show, the 24-7 replay of Image Home Improvement Live from today will be up on the website shortly. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. You're a great American. I love you.